Wow, praise the Lord. The psalmist says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for his good and his mercies endures forever. Thanks to God again for his goodness and his mercy over you and over me, over everyone listening to me this morning. I appreciate your time. Thank you for the opportunity to listen to me on this platform. I trust that God, by the help of his spirit, will speak to our hearts in the name of Jesus Christ. You are welcome to your Sunday morning deal. Please let us pray together. Father, we thank you for this grace that you have given to us again to hear you on this platform. We do not take it for granted that you have spared our lives and that you have given us the opportunity to be in good health. Lord, be exalted in the name of Jesus. We open up our hearts to you by your mercy, we ask that through the help of your spirit you will speak to us and will not remain the same. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Three, two to three Sundays ago, we have been sharing together on the topic, we would like to see Jesus. But today, a step further, we, I would love us to share the topic, when you see Jesus, what happens? When I see Jesus, when we see Jesus, what happens? I love us to read from the book of Luke chapter 19, from verse 1 to verse 9. Luke chapter 19, from verse 1 to verse 9. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see, to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. He ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And Jesus, and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him, and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they, they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was going to be to be guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, the half of my goods I will give to the poor, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I will restore him fourfold. Verse 9. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for so much as he also is a son of Abraham. When we see Jesus, what happens? Few Sundays ago, like I said, we shared together that so many people desire to see Jesus for so many reasons. There are different people with different reasons to see Jesus. Some of them desire to see Jesus because he raised Lazarus from the dead. We have Christians today who desire to see Jesus because of the miracles, of the signs and wonders, of the miracles that Jesus is doing, that he had done. 
We also have so many people that are seeing Jesus because of wrong motives, wrong intentions. There we also saw some people who are desiring to see Jesus but they don't know how to go about it. We also saw some people who saw Jesus not because of what they would get but because of who Jesus is. This morning, the story of Zacchaeus that we have heard, he was one of those who desired to see Jesus for who Jesus is, for who Jesus was in his days. You know, John chapter 19, Luke chapter 19 verse 3, where we read, the Bible says, and he sought to see Jesus who he was. That was actually the reason why he wanted to see Jesus because of who Jesus was, not because of what he would receive. Why did you want to see Jesus? Now, the first thing we need to note here is that if you have a genuine reason for seeing Jesus, he is very close to you than ever. Jesus is also desiring to encounter people today he desired that they have the experience of him for the right reason. Zacchaeus, yes, was a rich man, a publican, who was seen by all as a notorious sinner who will forcefully collect things from, G- from people. But the Bible says that he was also longing to see Jesus. And you can see, because he was short in stature and he was unable to press through the crowd to meet with Jesus he knew the way Jesus will go through and the Bible says that he went up to a tree and he was waiting for him there and because he was waiting for Jesus there the Bible says that Jesus got there looked up and called him come down Zacchaeus he called him and hastily with joy Zacchaeus received the joy of his salvation Zacchaeus received Jesus with joy you can see the confession of Jesus at the end Zacchaeus received Jesus so when when you encounter Jesus what will happen when you you experience Jesus genuinely what will be the result number one number one verse six the bible says and he made haste and came down and received him joyfully the first thing that will happen to the life of anyone who who encountered jesus is what i call genuine repentance and regeneration he made a u-turn of his life he came down and gave his life to Jesus or he came down and received Jesus joyfully a sinner has no life he is a dead man because he's dead in sin but immediately you open up your heart Jesus will come in the book of Revelation will say I stand at the door and knock if any man opens up his heart I will come in and sup with him and he with me so, God is looking for a man who will genuinely 
open his heart. The book of John chapter 3 and verse 3, Verily, very I say unto you, Except a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 5, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So God is looking for a relationship. Jesus is looking for a relationship with you. The first thing that does happen to the life of anyone who has given his life to Christ is genuine repentance, a U-turn, a turn around for a U-turn of the life that he is living, that is the life of sin, back to God. It is a U-turn, a complete U-turn. And apart from you turning your life to Christ, I mean turning your life to Christ, it's another thing that is essential that must be genuine is that you must be born again. You must be born again. When you repent, what has happened to you is that you are born again. You have given your life to Christ. The seed of sin is no longer in you, but the seed of God. The seed of God. Number two, looking at the life of Zacchaeus, you will also see that there is what I call genuine restitution. Genuine restitution. Jesus actually came to his house and the Bible says that about Jesus coming to his house, Zacchaeus stood up and Zacchaeus said, if there be any poor I will give half of my goods and those I have forcefully accused to collect their things, I will restore it to them fourfold. Restitution. Anything you have cornered to yourself that is not your own, anything that does not belong to you, immediately you encounter Jesus, there should be a returning. Anything that you corner to yourself, the preacher said, that does not belong to you, but you corner to yourself. It's an accosting. So whatever accosting you are keeping with yourself, if you have met with it, if you have encountered Jesus truly, you, will, you must return it. You must return it. That is a proof that you have truly met with Jesus. The top thing that will happen if you have truly met with Jesus is what I call genuine transformation. You know, at the first instance, these people were accusing Jesus that he went to be a guest of a sinner. But this time around, there was, there was no form of accusation again because the life of Zacchaeus had been transformed by meeting with Jesus. So if you have met with Jesus or you are willing to meet with Jesus, there will be a transformation from the within out. Romans chapter chapter 12 from verse 1 I beseech you therefore by the mercies of God that you present your body a living sacrifice only an acceptable one to God which is a reasonable service verse 2 do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so anyone who has given his life to Christ transformation by the renewing of his mind must take place must take place and it is a regular experience I stop with the fourth one. What will happen? Great restoration. Genuine restoration. 
You remember the book of Psalms chapter 51 where the psalmist was praying for mercy and he got to a point he said, Restore to me the joy of my salvation and renew right spirit within me. That is the truth about anyone who has genuinely encountered Jesus. Will you enjoy the blessings of seeing Jesus? Don't forfeit this opportunity. If you have not given your life to Christ, please do so this morning. So that you may be able to enjoy a regenerated life. So that you may be able to experience restitution with ease, returning back those things that does not belong to you to the owners so that you may be able to enjoy transformation of the mind and it will begin to reflect in your outer life and finally so that you may be able to enjoy the genuine restoration of the joy of your salvation let us pray together father i pray for as many that are taking the decision of giving their lives to you in no wise, do not cast them away in the name of Jesus. Please accept them by your mercy. And those who have given their lives to Christ, the blessings of experiencing you every day, seeing you, you, Jesus, you will release to them. Thank you for answering our prayers. Be exalted forever. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. I pray as many that are saying amen this week, you will bless us. Viruses, diseases, Infirmities will not be our portion. You will heal the sick. Lord, in the name of Jesus. And every one of us, we will not lack anything good. This new week, you will bless our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. The Lord bless you. In the name of Jesus. I am Ezekiel Akiwande, the chaplain of Baptist Academy. Bye for now. We'll meet on Sunday, next Sunday. The topic. The topic, the God factor. The God factor. Please open your Bibles to the book of Romans, chapter 9, and verse 15. To verse 16. Romans chapter 9, verse 15 to verse 16. This was the letter of Paul to the people of Romans, the church the, at Romans. Romans chapter 9, verse 15 to verse 16. And God said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Verse 16. So then, it is not of him who does what? Who will it? Or of him who runneth, but of God who shows mercy. That guy with amen and faith in his heart, God will show you mercy. God factor. The God factor. What is it? If they say, okay, the God factor, what does it mean? It is what God can do alone. If it is about the God factor, 
is talking about what only God can do what? Can do. It is only him. Number two, the God factor also means only what God can steer up or touch the heart of man to do. You know, if God did not touch man to help you, no help can come. There was a king that was experiencing famine in his days. And you know, two women who were already feeding on flesh of human being. One had released a child and they ate the child. They ate flesh. They ate the bones, you know. They broke the bones, ate. And the other woman who submitted her own child was waiting for the other one to say, surrender your own now. But she did not. So there was a quarrel, And the king was passing by. They approached the king with the same issue. You know the reply of the king? The king said, if God did not help you, who will? So that means that the God factor is talking about God coming down to Render help that only him can render. Number three, what is the God factor? The God factor is what happens when you put God first. Abby, you remember Matthew chapter three, chapter six, verse thirty-three. Seek ye what? First, the kingdom of God first, and its righteousness, and every other thing, including success in anything. Name it shall be given to you. May you experience success in Jesus' name. Okay, okay, okay. May you experience outstanding success in Jesus' name. You know, we have successes and we have an outstanding one. That will be your portion in Jesus' name. Number four God factor is the expressions of the attribute of God in display. In the life of an individual I take it again the expressions of God's attributes in display in the life of an individual I don't know whether you have ever experienced it that when you get to a place something will begin to work for you better than others something or maybe in a subject you begin to get understanding better than others Something somehow will make you different from others. Maybe you, you, you won favor in the presence of other people than others. Maybe there is a subject. Maybe there is a teacher. Maybe there is a staff. Maybe there is something special about you. When you get there, they will say, Ah, I like this boy. You did not do anything, no. They just felt something different about you. The expression of the attribute of God in your life. The God factor. A man of God. Some years ago, I was listening to him. He said, don't be manipulated. Be God-nipulated. 
I know that the word godlipulated is not in the dictionary. But you know, because of his relationship with God, he said, don't allow manipulation to take place in your life, but be what? Godnipulated. That means allow the God factor to take dominion over your what? Over your lives. Over your life. What is the God factor? It is God in action when he is put in place. It is what? When he is put in his rightful place in your life. If you position God in the right position, he will take his place and he will take dominion over your life. I don't know how many of you believe that what no man can do, what your brain cannot do for you, God can do for you. How many of you believe that? As you lift up those hands, it will work for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. God's factor is not all about your effort. Your effort, it is good for you to study. Please read. I beg you, read. It is good for you to read. It is good for you to study. Especially at the last days of the exams. But the truth of the matter is, whatever you do outside God tends to failure. Whatever you do and you did not put God first, it cannot work. It can't work. So, what are the futures of the God factor? We have mentioned one. I will emphasize it. Number one. Number one future of God's factor is what I call God's mercy. God's mercy. When God told Moses to build the ark of covenant, mm-mm. I know the story of Noah. Moses, I'm talking about Moses now. When God told him to build the ark of covenant, he said inside the ark of covenant, he should put three things. Number one, the Ten Commandments. Number two, the budded rod of Aaron. Aaron, sorry. And number three, he should put manna. You remember the spiritual fruit that, that came from heaven? You remember? Manna. He said he should put it there. And all these three things were having implication. But that's not where I'm going. After putting all those things inside, he said he should also build on the Ark of Covenant two angels, two, two cherubims. You remember? And in, in between the cherubims, he should put a seat there. What did they call the seat? The mercy seat. The mercy seat. That means that one major attribute of God is his mercy. And from the passage we have read, I told you, it was the experience that Moses had with the children, with God in Exodus chapter 33. Read it. Exodus 33 from verse 18. God said, well, my presence will go with you because he requested that his presence should go with them. But Moses said, God, show me your what? 
Your glory. Show me your glory. And God said, there is no man that sees me because actually what Moses was asking for was the person of God. I want to see you. I want to know you. I want to see your nature. And God said, no man sees me and leave. But this is what I will do. I will allow my name to pass before you, all my name. I will also allow my goodness to pass before you. And the next thing God said was, I will have mercy on whom I will have. It means that in God's glory, there is his mercy. Mercy is not all about, Father Lord, I have sinned. Please forgive me all my sin like David did in Psalm 51. You remember Psalm 51 verse 1. He said, have mercy upon me after sleeping with Bathsheba, committing adultery. Have mercy upon me. Mercy begins by accepting you even with your fault. But the truth of the matter is that mercy is not just about that. Mercy is about the nature and the attribute of who? Of God. So, for a student to excel, for anyone to succeed, you need what? God's mercy. God's mercy. You are reading. Glory to God for that. You are studying. They are teaching you in the class. We started from E. Potter, Abby, at home. We went to what? Uh, WhatsApp. You people did not do Edumundo. You will have been frustrated. Sorry to use that word. Yes, Edumundo. Very slow. You will be waiting. Draw it down. It will still stand. Maybe later they will change it to another Mundo. We don't know. But the truth of the matter is, now you are back physically with the teachers, Abby, on the board. You have, you, have turned, you have turned to the class and then they are teaching you the board. Glory to God. But the truth is that the only thing that will make you excel outside your effort is the mercy of who? Of God. The mercy of God. May you receive mercy. Amen. Ah. May you receive mercy. I wish God will give you a personal revelation of what I mean by the word mercy. Mercy. That you may be able to obtain mercy at the time of help. Mercy. Mercy is not about... Mercy is not about what you have done. Mercy is about what God can only do to save you, to help you, to shoot your head up. We, we share the story of blind men. We share the story of blind Bartimaeus. You remember? He was shouting, Jesus, son of David, do what? Have mercy on me. They said, keep your mouth shut. You are not needed here. You are a blind man. Reasonable people are working with Jesus. Shut up. He shouted them all. Jesus, son of David, do what? Amen. Have mercy on me. And that was the end of his predicament. 
that was the it was the hands of mercy through Jesus that was was extended to him that delivered him. May the hands of mercy reach to you in Jesus' name. This is your exams. God's mercy will shoot you up. Did you know the meaning? After your effort, you have read, you have written it, and God will say, By my my mercy. Uh, Salawabi. Salami. By my mercy. This guy, I'm going to give him five, six, and is it seven? Eight. I think nine. Nine A1. Not by his effort, oh. And people will say, ah, salami, salami, (laughs) salami, the person I know. We have already ranged him. Even if he's going to have A1, it's between two, three. Mm, That's the one we want to give him. People's mouth has given you your own result. And if IFK is not taking, they will tell you. Wisdom, your own is two and a half. They say, ah, ah. You know, I don't know. Some of you, hey, wait, 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 wait. Okay, now please let's bring it home here now. Let's bring it home. How many of you have concluded that my result will not be more than this? I know my ability. Let me see my your hands up. Be sincere. It cannot go beyond this. Thank you for you. You have ranged it that this is the number of A1. This is the number of credit. In fact, maybe pass. There will be pass. Maybe even F9. One. <laughs> but listen, lift up those hands above your head. I declare in the name of Jesus Christ that God's mercy will answer for you. Beyond your expectation, God's mercy will lift you up in the name of Jesus. Put your hands down. God's mercy. It operates in in diverse ways, but I want to mention two. Number one, God's mercy operates for forgiveness of sin. God's mercy operates for forgiveness of sin. Just that God should just show you his mercy. Have you? God's mercy operates by the virtue of forgiveness of what? Of sin. Number two, God's mercy manifests to glorify Him alone. Not you, not your teachers. Last year it happened. When they mentioned, I was the person that brought good news because I don't like bad, bad news at all. I was coming from the from the ICT. They were just clicking. The result will come out. Hey, we see this person. Thank God, though. We don't know that this person can have a result like this. This person. Thank God, though. We don't know that this person can have a result like this. And the result came out. You know, immediately I saw the first two, three, and others. I just came down from the state. I met with the VP, Akad. And you know that would be the first exams under her and the other person. So I mentioned, I said, hmm, glory to God, though. We have results, so, so, so results. They started dancing. They started dancing there. I left the place. I met with one, some of the teachers here, and I said, glory to God. We have so, so, so results. One of the teachers fell down. 
You, some of you don't know that we celebrate over you even more than you. More than you. The man fell down, bah, and he started rolling on the floor. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. I said, are, are you the owner of the resort? Even the person that is having the resort had not yet known. But they are celebrating. Listen to me. I pray for you. That that result that will make people to start celebrating before you, even before you hear you you, you hear the result, that result it will be for you in Jesus' name. Yeah. God's mercy will bring it to pass in the name of Jesus. Yeah. God's mercy is not just for forgiveness of sin; it is also for the glorification of He Himself over your life. You know it's possible. There was a story of a man who was giving battle, blind, and Jesus approached him. You know, the disciples are always curious to ask questions. The disciples said, who sinned? Because it's not normal for a person to be giving battle as a blind person, as a blind man. Who sinned? Is it his parent or him? What was the response of Jesus? Jesus said, Nobody had seen out of the boat, but that the what? The glory of God may be what? May be made manifest over his life. That means that God's mercy is the expression of the iota of God's glory. May you experience that in Jesus' name. I'm going to stop with the second one because of our time. If you have your Bible, please open to the book of Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 14. Many of you say this after the closing prayer, but you don't know where it is in your Bible. I'm giving you the gift now. Eh? When they say, let us share the grace. What do we always say? Second Corinthians 13 verse 14. When we, when we want to share the grace, what do we always say? One, two, go. Uh, so if you have never read it in your Bible, that is the verse. Some of you think the pastors just compose it. They just compose it so that we find something to say at the end of the service. Abby, it is written in the Bible. The second attribute or future of the God factor is God's grace. The first one is God's what? Mercy. The second one is what? God's grace. When God's grace begins to manifest in someone's life, like Paul will say, it. Paul said, the, I am what I am. By what? By the grace of God. He said, God told him that my grace is made sufficient for you. It is the grace of God that helps you up again, apart from his mercy too. So, the second thing you need to begin to pray for is, Lord, the grace to be outstanding. My own definition of grace. Grace... I did not write this one down. Grace 
is the supernatural ability by the divine or by the divinity upon the humanity. I take it again. The supernatural ability of by the divinity upon the humanity. Simple. What is grace? Grace is the supernatural what? Ability by the what? Upon. Uh-huh. You see that is rhyme. You know all those rhymes that they taught us. It is God in action. What is grace? We know grace as the unmerited what? The unmerited favor. That is grace to us. But I tell you, grace is Jesus. Grace is what? Is Jesus. I wish someone would help me search the book of John chapter 1. From verse 1 to verse 14. From verse 1 to verse 14. Where the Bible mentioned that he is full of grace and truth. Check your Bible. That should be verse 14, I think. Chapter 1. John chapter 1. Verse 14. Full of what? Grace. So who is full of grace there? Jesus. Don't forget verse 1 says, In the beginning was the what? And the word was with? And the word was? So Jesus, the incarnate word of God, is full of grace. So I can confidently say that grace is Jesus. Jesus is what? Grace. Because Jesus is grace personified. Full of grace. You need an outstanding success. You need grace. And who is grace? Jesus. Who is Jesus? Grace that will shoot your head up among your colleagues. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Grace that will raise your horns up like the unicorn. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Grace that will cause you to be outstanding. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Grace. You know, the first step to enjoying grace is forgiveness too, just like mercy. So you will see that almost all these features of the God factor is forgiveness and glorification, justification, grace. I stop here today. I stop here today. Grace and mercy. How many of you desire the grace of God? How many of you desire the mercy of God? May we begin to enjoy them in Jesus' name. Those two features of the God factor will raise us up. It will grant us success in Jesus' name. We are going to pray now. And I want you to please take it very serious. 
If you like, you can stand. If you like, you can kneel. If you like, you can sit. But I want you to be in the position that you can interact with your Creator. Grace and mercy. 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 Answer for me. Grace and mercy. Grace and mercy. Grace and mercy. Answer for me. Please turn that to prayers in the name of Jesus.
that's mercy. Mercy is not just pity. I pity you. Sometimes that very kind of telling you, know, this woman looks at me like this, look up, and he says, I pity you. This man that is, I pity you. I pity you.
You know what they call dogs?
The comment was made by him. And Jesus answering said unto them, Do what? Have faith in God. What caused that statement from that passage? Jesus and his disciples were passing from the place to the place. And Jesus was hungry. And he saw a fig tree in the river story. And then the fig tree was full of leaves. But Jesus was the second one. Fruit. So, because the fig tree was not living out of the planet, was not having fruit of it, Jesus said, from this day, it will not work. It will wither. It will wither. And, you know, after some times, they were passing through the place again. Peter, so and so, he said to Jesus, Ah, this same tree that you mentioned, so, 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 you praise the gospel, you said it will not, it will wither. It actually wither. And that was why Jesus said, what Jesus said, Do what? Have faith in God. Have faith in God. So the
Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. F number 1 is faith in God. F number 2 is focus. Focus. F number 2. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. The Bible says, looking up to who? Unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. So you are not looking at yourself. Who are you looking up to? Jesus. You trust that he is the only one that will help you as you prepare. This will be for you, Jesus.
is illustrated in this way. Somebody has stolen. Somebody is a criminal, a notorious one at it. Somebody is a robber, an assassinator. And he was taken to the law court. He was taken to the law court. And you know, automatically the law should sentence him to what? Not even like a prisoner to death. But mercy says no. How many of you remember that song? Mercy says no. You remember that song? I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna. Uh -huh. Mercy says no. That's what mercy says. When the guy is supposed to be condemned, mercy says no. No, 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 no. I cannot condemn him. When the guy is supposed to, by physics practical, by physics practical, by that physics practical he wrote, he's supposed to be condemned to F9. <laughs> Which other subject? By that mathematics on Monday, see that guy sweating, God, what am I writing? I'm writing rubbish. <laughs> but mercy says what? No! No! Mercy says no! The guy knows himself that the equation he is using for that theory, that first, uh, what is it? He knows, I'm not getting it. I'm, I know I'm not getting it. But mercy says what? No, I'm not going to let him go. That's mercy. Mercy says he doesn't deserve it. But I will bring him out. God's mercy will work for you. When your faith is not saying amen God's mercy will work for you yeah. in the name of Jesus yeah. that guy knows what he has written look at the guy bowing his head now is he praying he knows what he has written he knows that if it is by the virtue of what he has written no 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 he has been condemned to what F. but mercy says I will not give him the grace of our Lord so number two is God's grace. Number three, God's love. God's grace is an undeserved favor given to you. Eh? Unmerited what? Favor. God's grace is an unmerited favor. He does not deserve it. He doesn't merit it. But I will give it to him. And I said my own definition of grace. You remember the, the rhymes. Who can remember the rhymes now? God's grace is what? The supernatural ability from the divinity upon the humanity to do the extraordinary. I put your hands together for me now. Also, grace is the supernatural ability from the divinity upon the humanity to do the extraordinary that grace fall upon you now in jesus name okay the grace of god will cover up for your papers in the name of jesus grace grace is so marvelous it was the grace that brought us salvation it was the grace that makes us valuable before his presence. 
It was the grace. It is the grace that we obtain that makes us to be able to go to his presence confidently to obtain help. Grace. Grace. Number three, God's favor. Abi, God's love. God's love is unmeritable. I mean, it's unconditional. It's immeasurable. It's sacrificial. God's love. Number four, God's favor. God's favor. We had in the Bible, this person found grace. He found favor in the presence of God. That person found grace, found favor in the presence of God. That would be your portion in Jesus' name. Yeah. And then, I think, number five is God's help. And I said, there are two things, very many, out of very many, we have two things that you need to quickly do to enjoy and maintain the features of the God factor. Number one, focus. Hebrews 12, 2. Abi? Hebrews 12, 2, the Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our what? Of our faith. Looking unto Jesus. Don't look at sideways. Don't look at chokes. That choke may, may be zero. You know, what makes it funny is that the, the sites that people accept this year disappointed them. Am I right? Because you expected that the same question will do what? Will come out to your failure. I mean, to those people's failure. I don't know whether you are part of them. Uh -huh. they, when they enter into the exam, all they saw different questions. They begin to sweat from their arms. From their inos. Ah, ah, but the one I practice is not this one. But when God will surprise you, what you read on your own came out and you did it. Those are road economics. We thought demand and supply will, will come out at the theory. It did not. Maybe money. Adi? Money came out, utility came out. Demand and supply maybe was on the objectives. And we all, years before now, we thought demand and supply is always constant. Eh? Focus on Jesus. Focus on God. Don't allow any distraction. Briefly, today, I want to emphasize Mark eleven twenty two. Jesus answered, have faith in what? Have faith in God. Now, let's go. Don't forget, last Sunday we said faith is a, is a now experience. Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is a substance of what? Of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. And I gave you the example of you using your ATM card at the ATM machine. You remember? How many of you remember that? Yes. ATM card. You took your ATM card and you go to the ATM machine. The first thing you will do is to do what? Is to do what? You, you have failed the exam. You will not fail in Jesus' name. But this one I have just said. That's not the first thing. You will check whether the machine is having what? Jesus Christ. Many of you have not used ATM. You will not fail in Jesus' name. What's the first thing? Not slotting the ATM card. What's the first thing? Eh? You will check. If there is what? Eh? If it's dispensing cash now, there are some if you go to the bank, you will see that some people will queue up at one ATM machine when the four others are abandoned. Why? 
because possibly they have tried the form, it's not dispensing cash. I pray for you, your faith will work for you. The Bible says, if you believe you will see the glory of God, your faith will work for you. I'm going somewhere to today, not too far. And getting toward the queue, it's your turn. The next thing is, you insert after waiting for the information because somebody just removed his ATM card and he has not just finished doing it and you quickly want to insert it. Insert your card, you insert it. Welcome. So, 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 all those their language, I don't know how they beat the computer, but the computer will be talking at you. Enter your pin. After entering it, I gave you an illustration what happened to me twice with the same ATM card but different banks. I inserted, press the pin, savings or correct, press the amount I wanted. It was counting the money. I had the sign. It's not that the money is not there. It was counting it. Suddenly, so just brought the card out. That's not what I'm expecting. That will not be for you. You don't understand what that means. That my faith has been put to shame at the ATM bank, at the ATM machine. Your faith will not be put to shame. I removed it, I saw the alarm. Debit, so, 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 thousand naira. Ah, I was almost entering into the bank to go and complain. I saw another alert, okay? Maybe it's this bank. I went to another bank, slotted it in, did the same. Just brought my ATM card. Say, ah, you know, disappointment will leave. I think I'm not going to use this one. I will go to the bank where the ATM came from. Came here, wrote the withdrawal slip. Gave it to them, I'm right here standing. Give me my money. And they gave it to me. The, your faith will answer for you in Jesus' name. Faith is a now experience. Faith is a substance. That's Hebrew. Am I right? Another version will use the assurance. Another version will use being assured. So, faith is a now experience, one, two. Faith is a substance. That means it is tangible. It can be seen. Look at the face of somebody by your side and see whether it is faith or fear on his face. Read it. You see? That guy is... He now becomes an object of pity. You remember that song? Don't pity me. Don't tell me. Hey, yeah. If they get to you, they say, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, sorry, eh? Hey, yeah, this is where we do. Don't pity me. Don't tell me sorry. Don't look down on me. Or write me up in a hurry. For Jehovah is at work in my life. Any moment from now, my story will change. Your story will change. Yeah. Ah, that guy is looking at me as if I'm. I'm dramatizing. Your story will change for good in the name of Jesus. Faith is tangible. It can be seen. Am I right? Somebody said, ha. 
Mark chapter 2. Open your Bible. Verse 5. I think we have read it before now. Mark chapter 2. And verse 5. Yes. If you have it, can we go together? Mark 2 verse 9. 1, 2, go. When Jesus saw their faith. So, faith is okay. Faith can be seen. That's why I said, look at the face of your neighbor by your side. Whether it's faith or fear that is written. Let me see your face here. Look at the face of your neighbor. Is it faith or fear? Ask him. That guy cannot talk. Ask him now. Say, is it faith or fear? The other guy said, it's vote. It's vote. <laughs> the guy said, it's vote. I cannot, I don't know. I cannot come and keep myself. I don't know which one, whether faith or fear. But what your faith cannot carry for good, God will give to you. What your faith cannot carry for good, God will give to you. God saw their faith. So faith is a substance. It's tangible. It can be seen. It can be seen. Though you have not received it. You have not received it. But you are blessing God. For the blessings. You remember Colossians 4 6. Colossians 4 6. Be anxious for nothing, but by prayers and supplication with what? With thanksgiving. You just begin to appreciate God. Lord, thank you. Though I've not seen the result, but I thank you. Thank you for the grace to write exams. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for what, what you will do. Thank you. Now, but back to the passage you read, so that I will not take your time. I think some guys are already getting tired here. Some of them are praying. Uh -huh. We read John chapter 5, from verse 1. There was a man who was having an infirmity for how many years? 38 years, and he was at the same point. And then Jesus came to other directions and Jesus did not go to other people because he was sitting by the pool side of the market and this pool, the angel according to the scriptures of the Lord, the angel will come down, steer the water, the first person that enters into the place, what will happen to him? Any disease on his body will vanish. And but this guy, because maybe he was a leper or a paralyzed man, he cannot move, he needed help, the help of someone that will push him, and nobody is ready to help him out, and then Jesus came to the scene. Jesus did not go to any other person, but he came to him. Maybe because of his focus and faith, who knows? What we had was that Jesus came to him. And when Jesus came to him, Jesus asked a question. If you listen to the question that Jesus asked, it's a common question that he will always ask other people whenever he wants to heal them. This man, when Jesus came to him, Jesus said, do you want me to do it to make you whole? I don't know whether you have read other places or heard other stories in the scriptures where Jesus will go and meet a man Bad news, the blind. Abi? The man shouted, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on, on me. And Jesus, you know, people quieted his mouth. Shut up your mouth, dear. 
You are not needed here. Jesus, he shouted them all and Jesus called him. What was his prayer request? That God should have, Jesus should have mercy on What was the reply of Jesus? What did you want me to do for you? Now, please come back home. Was it that Jesus did not see that the man was blind? Was it that Jesus, in this passage we read, Jesus did not see that the man was having infirmity? But the truth of the matter is, Jesus will want to ask you what he wants you, what you want him to do for you because he knows that you have your own desire but he has his own desire for you. And most times, what we always present to God is not what our faith says, it's what we desire. God did not want you to command him to do this for you, for you. But he wants you to be open with your faith to allow him to do what he wants to do for you. Did you get the message this morning? Many a times, our faith goes with a little of doubt. Many a times, our belief in him goes with a little of double-mindedness. And the Bible says that no double-minded man, no double-minded man will receive anything from who? From God. So, the message this morning is in twofold. Jesus is saying to you again, what did you want me to do for you? Number one, let your faith be open. Let your faith be open to God to do what he wants to do for you. I take it again. Let your faith be what? Be open. Don't mandate God. How many of you have ever had it? That father, you, you must do it today. Uh -uh. I told this your juniors that most times we turn our own God. You, you know it's supposed to be G-O-D. We turn our own to D-O-G. What's the meaning? It is only when you need him to do such that. Hey, God, God, come and do it now, now for me. No. You told your own God, your own. Some people told their own God to die. They will not allow their, their faith to be open to allow him. Hello, did you know that sometimes with the faith we claim we carry, we put God to a limited space to do what he wants to do. We limit God. I was listening to a message on Sunday last, last Sunday, and the man said, there is God's jurisdiction. And the God's jurisdiction is what you allow him to do for you. And most times, we do not allow God to do what he wants to do, but we allow him to do what we want him to do for, for us. Number one, let your faith be an open faith. For him to be able to do what he has set out to do. Let your faith be open. Number two, number two, allow God to do it. How many of you know that 
it is not too hard for God to do it for you. What even you did not believe? Allow him to do it. That's the message. Don't allow fear. Don't allow timidity. Don't allow which one again? Don't allow doubt or worry. Somebody is already worrying about the last two, three papers or four. And if care is not taken, his worry may affect even the ones forthcoming. But don't allow, don't allow it. Don't allow it. Don't allow fear to rob your faith. Two things I have mentioned. Let your faith be open to allow God to do what he wants to do. Number two, allow him to do it. He's asking you, what did you want me to do for you? Not because he wants you to say it, but he wants to know if your faith is connected to his will for your life. How many of you are having faith in God? Let me see your hands up. All of us, all of us. Put your hands up. Now, the second question. How many of you are allowing your faith to connect to his will as to do what he wants to do for you? Let me see your hands up. Now put your hands up. The reason why I'm asking the second question, I want to know whether you understand. Let's go so that you understand finally. Let's go to the book of Psalm 78. <laughs> Psalm 78 is a long reading. If you get to your hostel, you can read it. Psalm 78 from verse 18 to verse 29. I will stop there today. Psalm 78 from verse 18 to verse 29. I read very fast. If you have your Bible, follow me. And they tempted God. He's talking about the children of Israel while in Egypt or in the wilderness. Verse 9, verse 18, chapter 78, verse 18, Psalm 78, verse 18. And they tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their what? Lost. It was not because they wanted God to provide for them, but it was because of their loss. Let's go further. Verse 19. Yea! They spake against God and said, Can God furnish a table in the world? Even their own will that they are asking from God, they are still doubting. Can you imagine? Now, go to verse 20. Behold, he smooths the rock that the water gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? They are asking questions. Can he provide flesh for his people? Can you imagine? People that God brought water from the rock for. They made the man of God angry to the point that he did not just touch the rock, he did what? He smashed the rock and water came out. They came troubling him again that, ah, ah, no food. Manna came from heaven. They later came, they said, ah, this food, food is, okay, can't we find meat? Can you imagine meat? We need meat. The guy said, you need meat again? What kind of food is this? All this request you are making is for your own loss. What did you want God to do that he has not done? You need meat, don't worry. God made ravens from heaven. They ate. 
they continue complaining. Read it further, please. Therefore, the Lord had this, and it was what? Verse 21. And it was wrought. So a fire was kindled against Jacob, and anger also came up against Israel. Because they believed not in who? In God. And trusted not in his own salvation. Though he had commanded a cloud from above and opened the doors of heaven and had rained down what? Manna upon them to eat and had given them of the corn of heaven. Man did eat angels' food. He sent them meat to the food. He caused an east wind to blow in the heaven and by his power he brought in the south wind. He rained what? For you to know that they ate meat, meat, he rained flesh also upon them as what? And feathers, fowls like what? As the sand of the sea. And he let it fall in the midst of their round about the habitation. Let's read verse 29 together as we saw. One, two, go. So they did eat, I mean eat, and we are filled. For he gave, he did what? God, I pray for you. I pray for you. God will not give you your desire. He will give you his desire. Did you get the message now? If you read it further, he gave them their desire to their what? Destruction. Read it further. If you get to the ocean, read it. He gave them their desire for their what? This, if, God, if God says, what did you want me to do for you? He's not expecting you to say, I want this. He knows your want already. He will set it. What he wants you to say is what your will is for me. Do for me. How many of you understand the message? How many of you understand? Now, if I ask you to pray, what will you pray for? <laughs> if it is your will, it may be to your own destruction. That is when pride will set in. I say, ah, <laughs> um, you know, the way those people always talk. Uh, when I was in Baptist car, in those days, thank you. In those days, when we were in Baptist Akkad, on the honor roll, uh, year 2006, um, no, year 1978, no, year, uh, just check my name there on the board, you will see. It was my number six. It was my what? Number six. I rebuked a student. Some years ago, when he made, my wife will know the guy, when he made 222 in his jar, he never expected it. Yes, he never expected it. So for those of you God has given better, please don't be like this. For those of you who God has given you moderate, don't also be like this. The guy came into the street, was running, two, 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 two. Two, two, two. He came to my office. He prostrated. Thank you so much, sir, for the spiritual guidance. Two, two, two. I said, what is two, two, two? He said, my jam scores. I said, wow, congratulations. 
He said, ah, Chaplin, leave that one. Now my number six. I say your number six. The guy said, and now my number six, I say your number six. Which one is number six? He said, ah, I get brain. <laughs> you know, as I'm speaking now, you know the passage that will always blow my mind? Psalm 14, verse 1. A fool says in his heart, there is no one. So if you think it is by your studies or your diligence, it's my number six, right? I called him, I said, come, your number six. You didn't even identify the place of God. He said, ah, no, 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 leave God. No, no. I sat him down. Sit down. What are you saying? What if God switched off your light? Hello? Let me candid. And just bring it home to yourself. What if God says, just blow your candy? <laughs> Did you know what that means? What if God says, okay, I'm going to show my supremacy on you? <laughs> out, out of all the exams, you are going to, as you enter into any exam and they give you the answer sheet and the, and the question paper like this, you scratch everything. And then your brain became as white as snow. <laughs> Hello? No thought. There's no thought here. You cannot remember anything again. The first paper came, it happened. You just wrote jargons, you submitted it. The second paper, the third paper, just wrote jargons and you submitted it. The fourth paper came, all the papers, you just, just cleared it. The guy said, I said, it's not you. It's not your number six. You don't even have anything outside. Outside God. So please, the message. Let God and let go. Let God take his place and let go of your ego. It's not about you. It's about who? Study well and allow God to do what he wants to be afraid, be courageous, allow God to do what He has promised to there, there are promises hanging upon your head, positive ones in the scriptures. You shall be the head and not the tail, you shall be above and not beneath in the name of Jesus. So allow God go with confidence, write what you know how to write best, do your best in the example, and allow God to take His place. And you will see that what your faith cannot carry, it will do for you. It's not, you know, sometimes when we say have faith, have faith, humanly speaking, somebody defines faith as a little of doubt and a little of believing. You are doubting that, hey, this is why they are talking like this, will it work for me? And the other side is telling you it will work, it will work, God will do it. But what your faith cannot carry, God will do for you. Yeah. Bow your heads, let's pray. Can you just ask for what you have heard about this morning? God says, what did you want me to do for you? Jesus is saying, what did you want me to do for you? With an open faith.
with an open faith, with an open faith. Let God hear you as you speak. Let God hear you. With an open faith. With an open faith. The man in the scriptures, the Bible says about him, Jesus came to him and Jesus told him, do you want to be made whole? He started complaining. He said, I don't have any helper that will push me into the water. As I prepare to enter first, another will take my place. And Jesus did not look at him and his comment. Jesus just had mercy on him. Pray, God, have mercy on me. Let your grace answer for me. Let your favor work for me. Not about my faith, not about what I want, but about your will. Let your will be done. Let your will be done. You remember when he was teaching his disciples how to pray? Jesus said to them, Not, he said, Let my kingdom come, my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, let your will be done. Let your will be done. Thank you, Father. Let your will be done. Let your will be done.